0: real homie.
1: is the first new song from electric, Jeff Lynn's Electric Light Orchestra in 14 years off the upcoming album Alone in the Universe. The song is called When I Was a Boy, and the studio time was booked with money right out of Sam Smith's pockets. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I love VLO, man. I'm psyched that they're back. Oh, yep. Hold on for Poopsie. Oh, God. There it is. I'm going to do it every episode now. Welcome to another episode of Jackman Radio, and uh, I'm very excited. Tonight we're joined by a special guest, uh, Chris Coos.
2: Hey, how you doing, guys? Chris, doing well, man. How are you? I am well.
1: You know, uh, I uh, I know Chris Coos, man, from Market Basket. We used to work together. Uh, I'm not going to say which Market Basket, you know, for to protect the innocent, but <laughs> the, uh, we worked together probably nine, ten years ago. Yeah. Oh,
2: five, oh, six. Yeah, those are fun times. You know?
1: Yeah. the, you- with the Greencoat Mafia. The we were yeah we, we we did work in the
2: produce department together. I was lucky because I went right to produce. Yeah, you weren't I didn't even a have bagger. To go up front, no.
1: You were not, Yeah, you were never a bagger. You just came in kind of didn't like. You Even have to bag? How'd you pull that one off? I don't know. Yeah, he, he knew. He he's knew got some, got some jet. Yeah, he knew some well-connected people. He's got some Jedi swag, but um, <laughs> you know, Chris is uh, Chris is big into music and he's a, a hip hop artist from Massachusetts, and uh, so we've kind of been talking. He's a you know friend of the show, so we said, hey, come on and guest host. So yeah, well, we we. Uh, Le Har- Le Harvey is here but he's not on a microphone. He's kind do want, of Do you want to say hi though real quick LaHarvey? No. He's he's kind okay. of in an advisor role like what we had in Vietnam before we committed troops. We had advisors. He had advisors. In, yeah. So exactly. Aaron's, Aaron's kind of an advisor. Yeah. So hell yeah Good stuff. So before we uh, get into anything, I think we need to talk about the fact that there's water on Mars. Yeah. Have we yes. is, is this is this like a new thing? So are we thing?
2: moving? Is this the plan? Are we going? Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're no, real world. We're going to
1: see yeah. what happens with 2016, but depending on who gets in there, yeah, Mars is, Mars are busting. We just watched Total Recall. Yeah, let's, oh, yeah. like, per, the time it couldn't have been better.
2: Modest <laughs> yeah. Miles, what, find another planet, make the same mistakes? Is that one, one of their songs? What we'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Try
1: not to bring religion to Mars. Try, <laughs> try not try. to. Yeah, we're going to set off the reactor, it's going to melt all the ice, and then there'll be air. <laughs> yeah, well, who, who built it? Aliens. Yeah, he's like the aliens built (laughs) it. the aliens built it. I don't know. What do you what do you think about that, man? Do you think uh, do you think that means there might be like other life on Mars or? Uh, I mean, I I think
2: yeah, I think so. I mean, if there's water, there's definitely breeding grounds for other life forms. But are they going to tell us the truth? You know what I mean? They're never going to tell us exactly. Yeah, dude, the
1: fucking Rockefellers already have a vacation house on Mars. You know, (laughs) how long have they known about it? You know, like what's what's really going on here? Yeah, Trump already has a fucking you know golf course up there. It's huge. Yeah, we're going we're gonna, to uh, send some Mexicos to, to Me- Me- Mars, uh, Mexican Mars to uh, see what's going to go on, and it's going to be huge. Yeah, they're used to it. In Mexico, Mars is kind of the same arid wasteland. But uh, on this story, there's a... Um, okay, so basically, na- uh, the NASA announcement uh, that a rover had discovered salt water on Mars, and with it, uh, like Chris was saying, potential life on the planet, surprised and delighted the general public on Monday morning. And then you got Ridley Scott... The filmmaker, you know, Alien, uh, he's done Other Space. Uh, Prometheus? Yeah, 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 exactly. So um, he wasn't surprised by this. No. I knew that months ago. The 78-year-old director of the new sci-fi pick, The Martian, uh, told Yahoo! Movies on Monday... Uh, the Martian stars Matt Damon as an astronaut and botanist who gets stranded on Mars. What, what do you Is think? He's up there growing weed. He's there growing. Yeah, he's up there fucking growing weed. He's doing the first grow house on
2: Mars. He's got to grow off. Mars up. Weed. Yeah, he got, got that his, Marendo man. He, he got his he got his license <laughs> in
1: Massachusetts, and then him and him and Ice Cube are up there with the Ghosts of Mars, oh. <laughs> <laughs> kicking it and growing some. That movie was great. Some hydroponics on Mars. Um, he has to find a way to survive on the barren planet for up to four years—a seemingly impossible feat that requires him to manufacture his own water supply by splitting and fusing elements in his lab. Um, so Ridley Scott worked closely with people from NASA to actually make this film as realistic as possible, uh, though the space agency couldn't answer all of the questions. Yeah, and how the fuck Jason Bourne got to Mars? Right. They're, they couldn't figure that one out. Well, Arnold was—didn't he liberate? He was already up there. Yeah. Arnold liberated Mars. Yeah, he was a socialist too. And he said, when I first talked to NASA, we got into all kinds of stuff. And I said, so you know you've got down there these massive glaciers. And they said, yeah, the massive glacier, white thing on the surface of Mars that gets covered with dust. We think that's ice, uh, Scott recalled hearing. And he said, wow, does that mean that there was an ocean on Mars? Are we right now what Mars was 750 million years ago? And NASA said, good question. So they want to go up there and find out. Wow. Wow. So it's a, it's a real thing. They're probably, you know, the elite's probably wondering how they're going to be able to colonize other planets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How they can get the, get yeah, the resources. resources. Yeah, and if there's a native population, kill them and take all their land and everything.
2: If you don't believe in aliens, I don't believe in you. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: like, that's, I'm on board with that. I mean, we are aliens, we are right? Aliens. I mean, yeah. why, they, they haven't toiled with us because we, they're like, look at these fucking people. <laughs> they're so backwards. They're blowing <laughs> each stupid. other up and yeah, we don't want to mess with them. They caught one wind of Scientology and they were like, nope.
2: Yeah, they'll come can here they, if they need to basically.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then Will Smith and Jeff Goblin will propel them, <laughs> send them back. <laughs> so a, little, a couple more facts about Mars, and we'll get into some of Chris's background here. Um, the only place where water ice is visible is at the surface, um, the North Polar Ice Cap. Abundant water ice is also present beneath the permanent carbon dioxide ice cap at the Martian South Pole. I didn't know there was South Pole on Mars. And the shallow subsurface has more temperate latitudes. More than 5 million cubic, cubic kilometers of ice have been identified or near the surface of modern Mars, enough to cover the whole planet to the depth of 35 meters. Even more ice is likely to be locked away in the deep subsurface. So it just okay, plays into the whole total recall epic, thing. man. It's good stuff. So, yeah, like we said, we have, uh, you know, Chris Coos tonight with us. Um, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about your background and kind of how you got into music and what your, who your inspirations are and kind of what your scene's all about. Yeah,
2: sure. I grew up in Ashburnham, Mass. I went to Oakmont Regional High School. i um, always been a fan of music uh, since a young age. I was always in tune to the Beatles, uh, Bob Dylan, the Allman Brothers, you know, music like that. As I grow older, I grew an appreciation for it. Um, obviously, has molded me into the person that I am today. Um, and now I make hip-hop music. Um, just starting to get into the beats producing them on my own. I have a few that I've done, but I've been reluctant to release them, you know, just kind of a perfectionist, I guess you'd say. But yeah, I represent this crew called FAM out of Fitchburg, we're called From Another Mother. Uh, we've been doing a lot of festivals this summer, we've been doing a lot of shows, um, working on new material, and um, I've been putting out solo stuff as well. I had my one mixtape called The Garbage Pail Kids.
1: Um, <laughs> oh yeah.
2: <laughs> my newest one is called Slice of Life, which is a Dexter-inspired Oh Next really? Tape, I don't know if you guys. have Isn't seen Isn't that the that name of the
1: before? book, like "Darkly Dreaming Dexter"? And then one of them, "Slice of Life." Yeah. Is right. That or that's he... the boat.
2: That, and that's the name of his boat. Right. Oh, is mm-hmm.
1: that where he keeps the vials of his blood sample of everybody, or is that not called anything?
2: That's has no. no that's a fucking
1: air conditioner. That's his. Yeah. <laughs> it's dark. Yeah, it's <laughs> okay.
2: And here is a copy. Oh me, sweet. Dude. Oh yeah.
1: man. Thank yeah. you. Dude, Oswald, check this out, man. Look at that. Oh yeah, it's oh, got Dexter on it. Dexter, dude.
2: Yeah, and actually, I do graffiti as well. You know, I'm an artist, and I made the cover as well.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that right there. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet, man. We'll, we'll put this up on the uh, Facebook page, too.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, you can find me on Bandcamp at Chris Coos or, you know, Facebook, Chris Coos. Um, you know, there's plenty of links out there for us and the fam crew. Yeah. How many is in the fam crew? Um, there are, we consider it like Wu-Tang, where there are official members, but it's also branched out to where we have, like, subdivisions.
1: So there's like roving, there's roving members. Yeah, like, so there's, anywhere there's the, you could go, you could run into somebody. And and how far does the the crew run, geo, you know, geography wise? Is it all Fitchburg or?
2: Uh, no, we have some up in Maine, um, some in Palm, you know, Westfield, Mass, Palmer, Mass. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, the core group is uh, my man Chi, D. Lou, Glover, uh, Still Bill, and Corey Nass.
1: So it's like those are like the, um, you know, the those, original, sta- the those core, are the staples. The staples. Of- it's like the girls. NWA founding yeah, fathers. They formed <laughs> together like Voltron. <laughs> That's awesome. That's excellent. Yeah, I watched you know some of your videos over the years and. Uh, you know, there's one, uh, there's one that you did. I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but you're you're adorned in, in Ghostbusters gear, like a oh, hat, yeah, the yeah, shirt that. with the vest, and and <clears throat> so your your videos. Um, you just kind of know some people who do that, or or within the crew, do you have people who do video stuff? yeah. Oh, yeah there's
2: a couple of local cats that are really talented. Uh, my man Anthony Marquez, uh, he runs a company called Come Alive Media. Very good production, very good quality. And I try to have fun with it. You know, I think people take it too serious nowadays and they yeah. just try to be hard and to be something that they're not. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I just try to have fun with it and be as real as possible.
1: Right. So do, when, when you're writing a song <laughs> or, or have a lyric in your mind, is it from maybe you had a bad day or an experience in your life or about someone you know? Or, I mean, is it just the same as it, what, any, what anyone else does?
2: yeah it's the same I mean and I'm the type of person if I think of something great you know I'll write it in my phone I'll write it on a piece of paper and refer back to it later it'd be like a starting my mind's point. always spinning always
1: yeah you're always always going on something and um so in coming up with beats I mean are those like engineered by one person or you mentioned you have a, a way of kind of creating your own original beats or do you sample from other oh, artists yeah. Or? yeah a
2: lot a lot of samples um we have a producer excuse me um You know, there's a lot of producers from Digital Storm to our man Joe um, or Annie Domini. Like, there's beats that we lease. There's beats that we buy. I mean, there's beats that we make. There's really no limit. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah.
1: um. It's a real collaborative... Uh, process basically yeah i mean anything I mean, that inspires is us we
2: try to incorporate sampling is huge yeah you know and it really wasn't in the limelight till the beastie boys put out paul's boutique
0: oh and yeah the, that's yeah. when all the lawsuits started coming because uh-huh, it was
2: such a a great album and it got so popular that they're like okay well i mean i understand it too if you made a piece of work and somebody's well, making intellectual money off property it, yeah yeah absolutely. of course yeah artistic. but i love the yeah, the freeness of it being able to sample this and sample that and incorporate things you know
1: Well, I mean, one of the biggest albums I think from hip hop was probably the what was it the gray album from Jay Z, right? Like, uh, it was the
2: yeah. So he had a black album, and then they took the Beatles' white album and DJ Danger Mouse from Nels Barkley made it the gray album.
1: Yeah, that was huge. Great
2: great album. I was just listening to it last week. And isn't
1: even Danny Harrison's like big on that, right? Hasn't he didn't he collaborate on that or think, on it? Yeah, George's son Danny Harrison is actually in favor of that, and I think one of the early ones was E from the uh, the Irish. Singer Gilbert O'Sullivan uh, alone again, naturally. Exactly, yeah. yeah, he did that man.
2: record. Makes me think of you because you turned me On to that record. Like when we used to work together back in the day. Oh Jesus! The vinyl, <laughs> not was, too long Mike ago. was singing it. Was <laughs> I on about Gilbert back, back yeah. then? Yeah. yeah. And uh, what was the other one? The The Rabbits. Uh, the No, the Fur The Echo Man. Echo, Echo that and that the one Bunny one, Man. Yeah, yeah, the Bunny. Echo yeah, and the Bunny Man. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, one of my favorite bands, man. We. Yeah. That's actually back there is a picture of us with the lead singer Ian McCulloch. We have it on our mantle from 2003 at the Paradise Rock Club in Boston. you got the Beatles. The Beatles. So setting up shows and stuff and organizing, do you do that on your own? Or is there someone who kind of represents you guys and says, hey, we have this collaborative they want to come I mean do you look for festivals or is there a kind of a scene
2: down there where there's there is open mics? Or? Western Mass has a great scene and not only because of the colleges because of the, the mm. music that's coming out of there I mean we we've come to the point where we've made the connections now where people know we've made a name for ourselves and we get asked to do these things Really? Um, yeah it's fun we did this uh, place called the Rock and Roll Music Resort Festival um, it's up in like the Catskill Mountains in New York and uh, it's like a three-day festival Um, They play music on three different stages from 10 a.m. to 6 a.m. the whole time, every stage. There's something going on at any time. So we we do a lot of these festivals. Um, We went to Great North up in Maine. That was a good one. Um, I think my favorite, though, was Bella Terra, just because it was a great venue, a lot of people. Um, It also had some big acts like The Souls of Mischief, um, Digital Storm, ARAB Music. He's a very good producer. If you haven't heard of him, check him out.
1: Yeah, what's the uh, biggest crowd that you've been in front of? Was that at the the Bella?
2: I'd probably say Bella Terra or like some of the shows like that we do at the waterfront, which is out in, in Western Mass.
1: So we're talking like hundreds of people, or maybe a couple thousand. Yeah, a few hundred. A few hundred. Yeah, you get nervous. Cool.
2: Uh, I used to. You say that as shit. As I'm gonna old, drop. I'm gonna drop a verse. <laughs> I, I will not forget this verse. I mean, as you get older, you get more comfortable. You don't really you shake those jitters. Really so then, quick. if you're
1: in front of 500 people, it's like, well, I'm just rapping in front of my friends.
2: Yeah. I, to I, me, I mean, it's like I'm not about making. I'm not about making money. You know, living this life that's not true. I'm all about expression, and if I can express myself and absolutely. put out something that gets my point across, I'm happy. I don't need to be famous. I just need to. Right get my point out there and my idea so when I pass and when I'm not here people can look back and, and listen to these albums and listen to these songs and be like okay that's what he was
1: about that's beautiful that dude that's why we do this podcast that's it man mm-hmm. that's I mean it. you know any form of art dude it, if it, one if one if one person listens and says Eric I listened last week and that line you had about the Pope or that thing you said <laughs> about whoever made me laugh my ass off that
2: I love that mission accomplished.
1: I feel I feel really good it gives me it gives me gratification and, and as you said, it's, it's my means of art, it's my, how I express myself, you know, I have this microphone, and we have an audience, and it, it continues to grow, and, uh, you know, we keep booking people that we're interviewing, and, you know, I just tell people, hey, it's like when you have someone over who you really like, or who you really admire, and you have something in common with, and having a beer with them, but recording it.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. I'm sure when you're in the studio with everybody, I mean, Mike can attest to this, studio time is, is fun.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean,
1: what kind what kind of environment do you have when you're recording your songs? Is it kind of like, are you strict on a timeline, or because when I watch Mike record, they they were somewhat loose. You know, they had some beers, but also they're like, hey man, we're paying for. By the hour we oh, gotta, we all have yeah. day jobs too. We gotta keep Yeah, them yeah mind. we gotta get I mean, dark business. You know, there's some
2: people that just want there's some people that wanna just come and party and there's some people that wanna right. make music and you gotta find that fine line. Right. You can't have all these random people in the studio.
1: Oh, I know him. He said I could come check it out. Yeah,
2: yeah. you know, time is money. And if you're paying for it, you gotta take advantage of it.
1: Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, you you do get people who uh wanna be part of that environment. And that's understandable. I mean, even with the podcast, we love having people over to hang out and kinda excuse me observe it or you know be a part of it but um you got to get down to uh, business sometimes and with the music I make now it's uh, myself and my friend Dave from Connecticut and we uh we record right here man I set the drum set up right over there in that corner and He's got his amp and his guitar, and and uh, the mixing board and the computer all right here, and we lay down the basic tracks, and he does like the vocals later, and and uh, other instruments, and it's all it's all do-it-yourself type stuff, yeah. you know. And
2: I mean, yeah, with technology, I mean, there's a lot a lot of options now as far as home recording. You know, that's something that I would like to look into more. I mean, we go to studios now, but I think like if you do it at home, there's obviously more a more relaxed setting. You know, you kind of get accustomed to that.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, he'll he'll come up for a weekend, and we'll do, the two of us will just we'll record yeah, the, all day. The experience we'll is have great. Have beers, cook up some steak, and you know it's great. Yeah, I wish I could do it all the prepared, <laughs> time. If
2: you're prepared and you come in there and you, you know your lyrics and you know exactly where to enunci- enunciate certain words and you know, punch in at the certain point, being prepared is the best thing you can be.
1: So oh. I wanted to ask you, Chris, um, do you think we're past the days where if you're rapping and you're in the hip hop community? Um, where a big deal is made, or um, people say shit about your race and it, whether you're white or you're black or where you come from. I mean, do you ever get any flack or criticism for that, or no. you know anything like that? Is that ever is that even really an issue anymore in your experiences?
2: I don't think it's an issue anymore because I think nowadays talent will outshine any naysayer that you have, as long as they see that you're legit to the culture, you, you have passion, a, a passion, and you have talent, and you're not just trying to. Make a name for yourself and become famous for the wrong reasons. Uh, there is a lot of garbage out there nowadays. I am not necessarily a fan of all the new rap music that's out today, but I mean, what can you do? Times are changing, and you got to evolve with that. And it is what it is. It's not like I can stop these songs from coming out. You just got to adapt and do what you like and and just ride that wave. You know, don't try to change and 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 be something like that's on the radio. Just do what comes from your heart, from mm. your soul, and don't don't change for anybody including the industry because the industry will use you and yeah. throw you away oh, do you think absolutely. that's
1: why Eminem blew up and was able to kind of shatter that paradigm
2: He, oh, he, yeah for sure I, I can't I can honestly say that him coming in the game made it easier for me and a lot of other people like and like I was in high it's weird because when I was in high school rap was like not that popular and his voice gave me the strength and the push inspiration inspiration to whereas nowadays, it's like if you're talented, you're talented. But like being back in high school, not many people like rap, to fast forwarding to today, and it's almost the opposite where it's like there's more people into that kind of music than there well, is rock.
1: I think about it this way I mean, every uh, spring concert that colleges have in the area, and you're, we're talking about white bread New Hampshire. Or Connecticut kids when, who live in New Hampshire for when a, college. When a class can vote on mm-hmm. the act they want to come. It's it's a rap group. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, right, like Taleb Queli I think, was yeah. uh, yeah. oh, up at Keene State. He's at Keene yeah. State. Yeah, and, and uh, you know. uh, the uh, the roots you wouldn't call them a would you? What would you call them? Oh well, they're they're kind of like a are they hip hop? I'd or, say they're hip hop, but then you know fusion? now that
2: they're fused with you know they have the band you know like it's, they're on the it's Jimmy Fallon almost, show. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, that was that was the best move they they've ever made. That was a great marriage. Show. Yeah, yeah, they they flow well together. I'm sure they're making great money now. They were already respected in the hip hop community before that, and now that they're on Jimmy Fallon, it's just Brought in their audience. So, is East Coast, West Coast dead?
1: Did that die with Pac and Big? What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: I, I don't hear about it anymore. It's almost so, like a know, Yankees Red Sox. You always like, hear
2: some conspiracy theory about who killed yeah. Tupac.
1: What do you and, think and about who was... that? Who do you think? I mean, have you looked deeply into that or watched the documentaries? or?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, I'm torn because it's like at the same time, was he setting himself up For this mystique of still being alive much like Paul McCartney where he dropped all these little clues. Yeah, the
1: Machiavelli seven-day theory. Yeah. Right, for Tupac.
2: Yeah, and then, you know, a few weeks later he gets shot and he dies. So it's like, did he have a premonition that he was dying or did he not die, faked his own death and then set up all these things to have you second-guess that?
1: That's interesting. I I think he... From what I've read, I think he just recorded a ton of ton of stuff, like booked a ton of studio time, um, had a lot of stuff in the can by the time he was killed. And over the years, there's been like I don't know five posthumous releases or something well, like I, that. I think the LAPD was definitely had a lot to do with uh, his covering up what happened to him because aren't some of the theories that the triggerman was actually LAPD? Well, wasn't he killed in, in, Vegas? in
2: Vegas? Biggie was L.A. Uh, right, yeah. was Vegas. He Vegas. was
1: killed in L.A. Tupac and, and and was, was killed in Vegas. Vegas, yeah, on a look, fight night. The thing with Tupac, I think there had been an altercation prior, and yeah. it could have been retribution from a related gang member or something like that. Or, yeah, yeah, he so. had,
2: or there was a, a crypt by the name of Orlando Jones or, or something, Orlando something, that he had a fight with in the lobby of the MGM.
1: Right, there's actually footage of it, I think. It's that the yeah. Tyson They're fight. like stomping that night. somebody out, yeah. yeah. But
2: then you look at it like, okay, well, then was it Suge Knight? He he right, him that, lots of money. That, that he's a shady figure man. Oh, that guys too, shield.
1: now, man. That guy's Oh, fought. he ran over some people like last year <clears throat> or something. He is killed a few people in not he in jail or he was Yeah, he's, he's in jail. He's, he's being in tri-
2: jail or he's on trial. He's going to trial. Yeah, yeah, he's a shady character.
1: Yeah, Shook Knight's kind of uh, Did I, you see uh Straight out of Compton?
2: I have not I seen, seen it I have not seen that or Black Mass, and those are the two that I've oh, been yeah. dying. Oh, to Oh, Black, see. Mass, Black yeah. Mass! Yeah, yeah. Johnny, Johnny Depp looks Deft. terrifying in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny he, Depp can play anything.
1: He got those. He got those husky eyes, you know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Tupac made it so, like, everyone took his lead, and they just started stacking material, stacking material, so that then when they pass, their kids have something to live off of.
1: Right, exactly. And and, and his his mother, um, uh, I Yeah, his mother has kind of done a really good job. Managing his his um his likeness and like his legacy, yeah. yeah, and and his mother and and Christopher Wallace, Biggie Smalls' mother, have come together too over the years to try and kind of combat gang violence and send a more positive message to that community, and you know that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? for sure. So obviously, you like uh, artists who have something to say. Who, who are some of your your hip hop uh, you know uh, inspirations that have kind of come? before you that kind of inform you know what you do
2: okay uh, i'd have to say gangstar um which is a trio of uh, a team of dj Premier and guru um who has boston ties as well um obviously eminem but i think like the the first cd that made me want to rap was snoop Dogg, 93 doggy style album Uh, it had gin and juice you know it had a lot of hits on it but i think that like Pushed me further into that.
1: He's smooth. Yeah, he's. Who smooth. doesn't he's like smooth? Which one yet? has the next episode on it? The Chronic. Uh, the Chronic. Yeah, and the I chronic. love that. Even I love Dre's that song. Chronic. That was my. That, that was my. That's probably song. one of my favorite rap songs and rap mm-hmm. videos. The next episode. I love that song yeah that one's good I know it's pretty well known but
2: it, it, it's good but you know people think that I, I don't listen to hip hop I listen to pretty much everything yeah you're a big Beatles country. fan if you have a Beatles tattoo yeah tariff. I wanted to ask
1: you about that I, know <laughs> I was trolling your pictures on Facebook and I saw you got a freaking Beatles tattoo
2: yeah uh, Beatles dude that's awesome down. when'd you get that uh, I'd say a couple of years ago uh, but it's the cartoon one. I tried to do it a little different than Yeah, everybody.
1: it is kind of cartoonish, but it's cool. You can tell who is who. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so Look at totally Look at that nose. Look at that face. Recognizable.
2: <laughs> Look at that face. All right, now questions for you guys. Favorite Beatles album?
1: Favorite Beatles album? <sighs> yeah. for, for me, speaking Shit. as Michael Jackman, I'd have to say Rubber Soul.
2: Rubber Soul, okay, Yeah, yeah 1966
1: was kind of the... When they were making the transition, they stopped touring that year. I think Beatles fans, you can... You know, check me on that, but I'm pretty sure... Yeah, 60, Candlestick Park, 60, 66. 66. maybe, when they stopped touring. And that's when they were making the transition from, you know... Live act. Like, teeny bopper, TV kind TV of TV like, TV. you know, where it, it, girls are screaming at us to, like, really serious shit. Yeah. Like, Help came out, I think, in 65. Um... Which is a great album, you know, but it's still got a lot of, you know, some kind of pop tunes on there. Although the the title track help is Lennon's cry for help about the whole thing, yeah. being a twenty five year old <laughs> and freaking out about about the whole the whole thing. But Rubber Soul for me is just, um, yeah, it's got it's got everything that, that you look for. It's got pop gems. It's got serious reflective songs. It's got George Harrison introducing the sitar yeah. on Norwegian Wood. Mm-hmm. This Burn is bird bird has flown. Um and it's just I don't know I recommend any anyone who who likes the Beatles who maybe isn't familiar with it to go check that out. I got to go with uh right now hard days night. Good one. Um I mean dude you got And I Love Her on there. You got um Should have known better. Should have known better. You're going to lose that gr- No, that's on help. That's on help, yeah. Um What else? There's a couple of, If I Fell. Mm-hmm. I mean those are like the love songs, the Beatles love songs. Mm-hmm. John just showing you the kind of romantic that he is. Um yeah, hard day's night, right there. For tomorrow, is, is you something. might say the white. I don't know. What you, about you, Chris? What's your favorite Beatles?
2: Uh, I, I don't. I always go back to Abbey Road. Hmm. I love the early stuff. Great, great stuff. But I always go back to Abbey Road just because how it flowed together, and and it was the psychedelic period. You know, what I mean, yeah. oh yeah, they were still they were still in the psychedelic. Something's period. on there too. Something's on there. Yeah. Great, was, one of the greatest. Love Maxwell Silverhammer. Sun King. Maxwell Silver oh, they, Hammer. Yeah, they're they're yeah.
1: harmonizing on Sun King in the song because. I mean that 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 shows you their talents right there. Yeah, the it harmonizing. Was, it them. was different
2: than the other albums. I like the white a few tracks on the white album too. There's a couple that Julia I, is beautiful. Julia, yeah. Rock Happiness Roberts is a Rocky warm gun. Yeah. yeah. Glass onion. Helter I mean, Skelter
1: skelter yeah. well, While my guitar gently weeps, isn't that on there? Yeah, that's yeah. that's a great. Record. That's George, that's George just fucking owning. Yeah, that, that white album. I mean, that's basically the Beatles when they kind of first were like, um, we're all individual artists and we want to do our thing and we can come yeah. together on certain tracks. That- but you had, you had like Paul presenting the song I Will. You mm-hmm. had John doing Julia. Ringo was doing even Goodnight, was, was on the white album. I think that album was really kind of the mark where they just weren't all appearing together at the same time in the studio. Yeah. And they laid down their things separately and then they would call in when they need the instrumental parts. So you really, really, uh, Kind of solidified the individualism of each beetle.
2: Yeah, they had Octopus's Garden. Right, Abby even Ringo, Ringo had Goodnight on, yeah. on
1: there in Octopus's yeah. Garden. Yeah, yeah. That's on Abbey Road. Yeah, Octopus's Garden. He's, oh, yeah, yeah. That's we right. actually might be going to see Ringo next month, man. He's going to be oh, in the area. Oh, he just awesome. turned 75. If you yeah. haven't seen him,
2: he, he looks great for oh, his <laughs> age. And he probably partied the hard, hardest Oh, I'm out a vegetarian of of now. Yeah, you know, I put yeah. down the bottle back in the 80s. He was and, doing oh, it for he, a few years before oh, they even came about. He was that drummer. He was the oldest beetle. He's the oldest
1: John Lennon. He is. He was born in July 7th 1940 but uh anyways we're going to take a quick break we'll be back with more chris coos and uh maybe some freestyling and we'll play one yes, of sir. the songs don't go anywhere our music.
0: music can you hear the music music the captivating music music mystic music. music tell me what it's telling you Music. We've conquered the wild beast in the most dangerous voice. Promise my style to release some of the most famous noise ever recorded. We never reported inaccurately. Took our act past the border to support the manufacturing. Once had shrink wrap dreams Don't put my music in brackets Put my product in packages I'll keep doing my practices You know Strack is his name But ask some back in this game Never show too much pain Cause they'll exploit your weakness Please enjoy my speeches while they last Employ more teachers for the grade school class And the day fools ask some questions Might be when they give their lessons you guy don't bless bless them, no stressing We obviously don't have a lot of time here God's calling, keep the line clear There's a natural mystic Blowing through the air the music. music, the captivating music, music. mystic music. music, tell me what is telling. Is your job affecting your health? Do you become fatigued? Does working take time away from family and social events like watching wrestling? There's an easy solution. Sue your boss. See, the great thing about this country is you can sue anyone for pretty much anything, and you'll probably win or at least get a settlement. At the firm of Raken and Ponzer, personal injury attorneys, we can show you how falling down and howling like a sissy can result in a large damage award from your employer. We also specialize in awards for injuries suffered in auto, bus, and train accidents, and can even train you to throw yourself in front of a bus and pretend to be injured. Hey, that's why they pay for insurance. Call the law offices of Raken and Ponzer and get ready to enjoy a life of luxury. Ah! <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Ah! No
1: matter what kind of music you're into, how can you not like Snoop Dogg? He's always smooth, man. He's always real about shit, too. Or Snoop Lion, is he now? Lion. Right, he's, he's still s- on the lion thing. Um, did Bunny Wheeler take it from him?
2: I think he got a lot of flack from it. Yeah. I think the Jamaican community kind of called him out and said, You're just trying to make money.
1: <laughs> right, he went, to, he went down to Jamaica all and suddenly sudden had like he's a fucking, big epiphany. All of a sudden yeah, he's he was soul searching. Yeah. Well, hey, good for him, man. You know, yeah, man. that's that's good stuff. Before we get anything else, we want to give a couple of shout outs. Uh, we do put up on Facebook to uh, try and generate some more buzz and some user um you know friendly content we got to say hello to uh, captain walker kathy uh halloween's coming we're very excited we're excited to see you on our road trip next month we're gonna say hello to poopsie as always uh we're gonna say hello to danielle love hello danielle hello to ricky gray aka hum i hope you guys are enjoying the show down hum down in texas building a house yeah good stuff winning texas is where i'm from I remember the Alamo, sense. that's my family. The Alamo.
2: Yeah, exactly. Don't forget it. Tell them large Marge sent oh,
1: That was fr- As a kid, was that not frightening? Frightened. And where could he find it, Mike? The basement of where? The basement of the Alamo. The Alamo. There's no basement in the Alamo, we mm. came to find out. Yeah. No. You know? That's historical. <laughs> 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 uh, when Chris and I worked together at uh, Market Basket all those years ago, we were uh, uh, big fans of the Warriors. Oh, that movie from movie. that cult movie by Walter Hill from nineteen seventy nine. How Whee! fucking awesome is that movie. That you never get sick of watching it. I could I could watch that movie on repeat and it still would never get old. They reunited recently. Did you see that? Yeah,
2: I did watch the video. Um I would have liked to have been there. I Me did too, see the man. event months prior. I I just couldn't make it with work and stuff like that, but Cult Classic, definitely still making its mark. I watched it last week as well, you know, it's just one of those movies you can just pop in and and still enjoy.
1: It's so good. And and, and when you were talking about Dexter earlier. James Remar, of course. Yes. Gets yes, chained to a park Dexter. bench by a vice officer. Yep. Right. Yeah. I think. Yep. He Played Dexter's um, adopted father in the show, who kind of uh, guides him.
2: His inner voice, His, so to speak.
1: Not the dark passenger, right? But the yeah, yeah, the dark passenger. Maybe is he yeah. the dark passenger? Kind of. Yeah. I don't
2: know. I mean, he steers him in certain directions. Gives him advice. He taught him the code. The code. Yes.
1: James Remar is a fucking awesome actor. Yeah. I mean, like let's be honest. He was in Beverly
2: Hills Cop too. I think he was in the first. Norman.
1: I think he was in one of those installments. He was in or Lethal
2: um, Weapon one of the, one of those. No, Lethal. We- I think it was Lethal Weapon. He's been in
1: a ton of shit. Yeah. Like, cop- <laughs> kill he cop killer. He turns up and stuff. And he, he was in um, the Tales from the Dark Side movie, in one of those segments where he plays an artist who's uh, married to a gargoyle. So if you haven't seen that one, check that one out. But um, that's awesome. But yeah, the Warriors, man. I mean, that was you know. So like, they got four or five of them to come back together and do the final train uh, train ride to Coney Island. Yeah. I know of them, one of them
2: passed away. Yeah, I was going to
1: say or some of them dead? A couple of them have passed away. Yeah. yeah. A couple have passed away. That was 78? 79 79. 79. 79. Yeah. So that's what Billy Corgan was singing about probably. 1979 The Warriors. Probably, yeah. yeah. That was wow. a That's just a great movie, you know. Yeah, it's but good. it's
2: funny you fast forward to today where a movie like Straight Outta Compton comes out and they have police presence to protect the crowds as the movie lets out much Re- like The Warriors because everybody comes out of there and they're yeah. so hyped up.
1: That was actually a big controversy. That yeah. They shut down some of the screenings because it was going to incite gang violence, or you know, it was just it was just. Why would very... the price of popcorn go up? The or... <laughs> 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 oh, fuck, man! Just go see a movie, you know. I know, but you know that that's the type of movie The Warriors was, and it's still very. Um... It gets people amped. I mean, it's just a. It... Can you dig oh, Cyr-
2: it? Oh, Cyrus the Warriors died. Warriors are good, real good.
1: Yeah, exactly. The, best. the, the voice mic is he still around? The Cyrus guy... died. He did. He left Cyrus, us
2: yep. last year or two years ago. And, and the lady from uh, I can't recall her name from Carmen San Diego. Oh, on the, the radio, radio the voiceover. voice. Yep. Yeah, she. This one goes out to the Warriors. You're looking real good all the way back to Coney Island.
1: Oh, it's, it's phenomenal. I gotta watch that. Like, how my, many calories do those guys burn? Running? Oh, they're just movie? running like all Fucking movie. Running, just just the like, movie. Fuck, have you seen the Warriors? Oswald? I've seen it. okay. I'll, yeah. Anyone who's listening, if you haven't seen the Warriors, do us a huge favor and watch this movie. It is iconic and inspirational. Uh, to a whole uh, genre of films and just and things up. They made it cool pushing someone under the subway before House of Cards.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it was based off a, a Greek novel by uh, Sol Yurik about these Greek warriors who had to fight their way home, you know, and really? then when they got there they're like, This is what we fought for. Ah, yeah. this place yeah. sucks. Wait, Cody, I let these <laughs> fucking hot dogs suck. That fucking Asian
1: guy ate all of them anyways, you know, Kobayashi. Yeah Kobayashi, Kobayashi was yeah. Kobayashi <laughs> ate all the hot dogs. Or Trump's developing it now. So it's not Excuse this, me? it's Excuse not the me? same as it was back in seventy nine. So Wow. Well we want to Phenomenal. um we want to share with the audience maybe a little live performance. So we've got uh, we've got a, a, a track, uh Action Bronson, I think you you just sampled it and you got some um, maybe some words you want to put over it? Or yeah, you I'll, want spit, to spit something? Uh, I'll spit the so. first
2: verse off it. Uh, the track's called I'm Only Swerving. I'm Only uh, Swerving,
1: okay. And this is an original, uh, This is a Chris Coos original from yeah, Chris yeah, Coos. yeah, yeah, of course. So let's, uh, let's have a listen.
2: Jackman Radio.
0: Chris Coos. Uh-huh. You fool gaze, you like the new hundreds. Try to fuck with us, the fans are who cool, I run with. Fool looking to get saved like I got a cape, but I don't play that fraud shit. Get the fuck out of my face. Single as a dollar bill and trying to play no Dr. Phil, cause this earth's fucked up. You gotta have a lot of will. Took ten puffs, now I'm spinning like a lot of will. Best believe my crew cool is still. For now, chillin', shaded, faded, wish your aliens invaded. My smartness this up, this way of life is jaded. Conform like JFK did, you probably end up like fucking JFK did. Ha, and that's brains on the back seat. Keep it going like a beat if you ask me. Uh, your whole style is like Backstreet. You want it that way, you nasty, exactly. And if I start to come down, roll it up, spark it up, pass the blunt right round. Oh, Hell
2: yeah, yeah, man. yo hey. oh, man. Here, here. A little something, something.
1: Dude, love it. I love it. JFK man evoked. That's that's phenomenal. That was live in the studio too, folks. Okay, that's you know that that's talent there right there. There ain't no Ashley Simpson, you know, <laughs> dubbing going on. Here. Voice of modulation. That's the real deal right there.
2: There's no milli vanilla.
1: Girl,
0: you know it's girl, you know it's <laughs> <laughs> girl, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's shoulder pads and the fucking the
2: predator dreads. <laughs> oh, <phenomenal. laughs> they tried to release an album. I want to give the Grammy back. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's
1: fucking great, man! That's awesome. You there's
2: know, just a, a little slice of life. You know, that's what I like to call it. You know, just a little yeah, Chris, bit of What's going on,
1: Chris Coos? The slice of life, and it's uh, it's out, it's out for your listening pleasure. It's and on
2: Wicked Matters Records. That's my little label that I developed. You
1: can get it on uh, SoundCloud,
2: SoundCloud, Bandcamp, iTunes, uh, on by, by any chance? Or? No, iTunes, iTunes as yet. of yet. You have a YouTube presence as well, right? Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, there's a video for it. Um, shot by Cam Media, Anthony Marquez at a Fitchburg. Um, more stuff on the way. I, I can't really say much. We got a, a fam EP coming out. We actually have a Warriors inspired track. Oh hell yeah, oh, that's yep. great. Maybe sample a little bit of dialogue play. from the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah.
1: yeah. You dig it. What was the little you guy's name it. with the bottles? Warriors. Um, is it, he's he was in Twin Peaks too? That guy. He's yeah. Been, he, he was he in was Commando. A
2: Broadway actor too, so like that. Michael Patrick
1: Kelly, I think that. his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Twin Peaks, uh, the Log Lady passed away. Have you have you seen Twin Peaks or? I don't think I have. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, he would know. <laughs> Tonight's that. episode is dedicated to Catherine Coulson, the Log Lady. We just actually just talked about her like two episodes, like, like last episode, poop, poop logs and yeah,
2: like... <laughs> chopping
1: <cup of> <laughs> <laughs> She did pass away from cancer at 71. Wow. She was slated to come back for the Twin Peaks revival, but yeah, not anymore. Yeah, unless they, I I don't know. But so anyways, you know, on
2: deaths death recently that shocked me. Like, that were kind of out of nowhere Roddy Roddy Piper oh, I did man. not see that Burr. one coming.
1: I didn't either he was like uh, 62 or 63 put on the glasses <laughs> Oh uh, yeah. They Live yeah. Yeah, yeah oh that was a huge yeah you've kind of been oh yeah Obey man there's this fucking awesome artist that I follow on Twitter and we've, we've hit each other up named Hal Hefner H-A-L Hal Hefner like Hugh Hefner H-E-F-N-E-R he makes all these great mockups from They Live of current politicians he did one of the Pope that I shared and it's like their reptilian face and it says consume or obey or you know watch tv yeah. phenomenal
2: I mean being a graffiti artist I look at it like I go out and out I see billboards and it's like you're forcing me to look at this you're shoving this down oh, my yeah. throat so when I go out and do graffiti I have the same mind frame if you're forcing me to see this I'm forcing you to see what I have to yeah do. take a look at this and it, it's going to say something it's not just going to be like Hey, it's me. You know, there's going to be some kind of substance going to be a that. message oh, to something a man behind something it, something to make people think yeah.
1: when they look at it. And that's yeah. like, we've talked a lot about Banksy on the show. I Banksy, mean, I mean oh. What do you think? Is it one guy? Is it a collaborative? It's going be it, a collective. It's
2: one. I think it's one guy. In charge, really but he's got
1: people in his employ?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he has little minions.
1: You know, That's uh, some cool actually, shit. Actually, yeah, that's cool. I had a Banksy quote that I wanted to talk about. I saw on, on Twitter today. The creative adult is the child who survived
2: grow up it's I like biggest that. trap don't get too serious
1: about shit yeah you were saying that earlier Chris about people who like take it too serious and I, it's like with politics like we, we study political science and I kind of determined I don't want to get like a real job in politics I want to make my own carve my own niche with politics yeah, yeah. And, and basically be a not be an activist not be a political stooge but be somewhere in the middle and be a commentator you mean being a free-thinking independent like me <laughs> like the founders Chris like Tom Jefferson <laughs> and listening to that that freestyle you just did there, man, you you obviously evoked the JFK assassination. It reminded me a lot of uh, a lot of stuff by Immortal Technique and KRS One. Oh yeah, I mean those awesome. guys. Classics. Yeah, Immortal you know. Technique, man. I mean he's I think he has got it, a lot to paints say. Paints
2: a picture with words, that's for sure. When we
1: met him though, Mike, like I, I was kind of scared. It was a little, it was a little intimidating intimidated to... meeting him in New yeah. York City. I was, even though like we're on the same side and we agree politically, I was kind of like.
0: <laughs> you know. Yeah, what's up, man? If you
2: could see that face, you would understand. Yeah. <laughs> it was
1: yeah. It was in New York City backstage at a uh, uh, benefit for 9/11 first responders. He, um, uh, tech is all into that shit. Yeah, huge activist. Oh, he, yeah. Oh, yeah. That trigger. guy got some huge balls, man. No, yeah. most deaf was there too. Back, most he, deaf. Oh, he knows yeah. what's going on. But
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's he moved. He moved to like Africa or something like that. He he, he Really? Yeah, he didn't he had wanted nothing to do with this country in the direction it was going, so he, he had been moved. He's gone, really? Yeah. And wow. I believe he changed I believe he changed his name, like his government name, too.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he really, like, he, he, he kind of put it the money where the mouth was. Yeah. Well, if we wanted to find out, we could, uh, you know, follow the one person on Twitter that Edward Snowden is following, the NSA. Did you hear Edward Snowden's on Twitter now?
2: He's on Twitter now. Good. Yep,
1: this just came out today. He uh, launched his Twitter page, and... It, the, the irony the, the is genius. He has 800,000 followers as of like an hour ago, following one person, the NSA's yeah, official government great. account.
2: I don't look how? at him as a traitor at all. I look at him as like speaking the truth. That guy's a fucking I hero. I look at him as a hero. He's telling you all this shady stuff that's Fuck going yeah. on behind your back Dude. and enlightening you to what's really going on.
1: Exactly. exactly. Not yeah. only that, we're paying for that shit to be done with our tax dollars. Yeah. Yeah. We're the batteries for that corruption.
2: Yeah.
1: Edward Snowden. Lifted up the dress of the of the you know, the powers that be and said the veil. The veil, yeah. Here's all the shit that's going. On. I love that guy. It turned out the emperor wasn't wearing panties. The emperor was wearing no clothes. The emperor was Caitlyn Jenner. Surprise! <laughs> yeah, the emperor had both parts. <laughs> but uh, Edward Snowden, his first tweet. Can you hear me now? It got seventy four thousand retweets wow. like instantly.
2: Now, how long is he under protection in Russia? Or, or uh, you know, man,
1: I don't know his specific status. I know that for whatever anyone can say about it for Putin it's a giant fuck you to Obama and yeah. a giant fuck you to America and the empire and the notion that America is bulletproof and and you know we have can do no wrong can do no wrong mm-hmm. so i think as long as putin is in power or like minded people which is pretty much the foreseeable future in russia he he's going to be fine they'll keep re-upping whatever his status is i don't I, I don't know what it is. Is it, is it a worker's visa? or Some kind of asylum thing, man. He's just kicking it near the Kremlin, I think. If Obama had one shred of decency, one shred of humanity and courage and leadership, he would give Edward Snowden a full pardon before he leaves office. Yeah. It yeah. won't happen. But, if, oh, no. but, man, if he did that, I, I would have to give a huge hat tip to him. Oh, he's been pardoning pardoning a lot of uh, you know petty prisoners. drug, drug offend- yeah, yeah. offenders, which is kind of a step in the right direction. No, okay. it is, definitely is, but I mean th- that's let's be honest, that's small potatoes compared to Snowden. Oh yeah. S- yeah, Snowden fucking for his
2: position, what he you know what he was, what he had link, what he had access to, and I'm sure there's lots more he hasn't.
1: Oh dude, he's told. he's alluding to it on Twitter. He's saying top secret like. You know, because he's fucking, because with the NSA and all of them, he's saying top secret projects underway, mm-hmm. still working on, and he his um, under his handle. So it's at Snowden. It says, "I used to work for the government. Now I work for the public." Nice. I love that man. You know, so he's we in like the the same, He's in the same purgatory and limbo as like Julian Assange. You know, from WikiLeaks. Like mm-hmm. that dude's been living in the Ecuadorian embassy in. Uh, in uh, England. England, I right? haven't
2: heard that name in a long time. Yeah, Julian Assange. Assange. Yeah, he could man. do some good rap, <laughs> good rap
1: song about him, probably. Yeah, the poor <laughs> guy's have been withering away in an embassy. In, he hasn't in, left. In London. He hasn't left in uh, since 20... He was... Four 2012? Wow. Three years? <laughs> he got honeypotted in Sweden. So people who want to ruin him, they honeypotted him. and He hooked up with a couple of women. Who knows what really happened. Probably consensual. And then... Had, had sexual uh, assault charges levied Something against him. Something that stems yeah. from not wearing a condom or some shit like that. Mm. Whatever it is, it's just part of a ploy to have him sent back to Sweden and then... Sweden? Sweden in yeah, America. Yeah, I've <laughs> been to Sweden. That place is sweet, dude. Women. Talk about travel. the McDonald's in Sweden. Whoo. Yeah, my friend Chris, uh, another Chris, who uh, studied abroad there. He lived there for four months. He's like, dude... Wait till you even McDonald's, it's like a runway. Perfect tens. I go in Think about McDonald's in America, like what they got behind the counter. You know? Then, yeah, <laughs> that's no offense. Yeah. It's an honest job. Yeah, it What's... is.
2: It's a hard, yeah. De- any job where you're dealing with the public, Fuck. I oh, commend especially you. That. I mean, my job, I deal with the public every day, and it's hard. But
1: yeah, we had to fucking pick cucumbers for Well, we didn't pick them, but we had Mike to. Mike, grab sure. some of the Ron Jeremy's. We said. had to make sure that, we had to make sure <laughs> the cucumbers. Is that true that, that, that Roddy called them the Ron Jeremy's, the big cucumbers? I don't know if he did. I think uh, I don't know. maybe Chris and I, maybe another. You got or the Peter Norths? Well, the girthy ones. Well, the, yeah, people yeah, people. the girthy ones from Peter North, the long ones. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And um, I'm, in, I'm in Stockholm, and I go to this McDonald's with uh, my friend Chris, and it's just a line of blonde, think about Tiger Woods' wife, mm-hmm. think about 10 of them asking you. Well, his like, mistresses, basically. Well, his wife was Swedish. Oh, right, she was a Swedish big model. blonde bombshell, so mm-hmm. think about like 10 of them lining up a McDonald's counter, you know, smiling with those big blue eyes and nice pearly white teeth. Oh, how can I
2: help you all? like oh Jesus I'll take one of everything (laughs) yeah I I just went oh I forgot
1: (laughs) but yeah Sweden was great but yeah so so uh, Sweden and America have a a pretty tight relationship when it comes to extradition I believe so they want to get Assange back to Sweden and then shipped here eventually Yeah, where does it end? Which would be bad. Where does it end for those guys, man? I don't know. I know some of the charges were dropped recently, but it's still Mm -hmm. not the end of the line for them. So, you know, the bottom line is if you expose corruption and you tell the truth and you fucking do the right thing, you know, you get the hammer put on you. Oh, it's a classic kill the messenger. But if if you're, you know, a docile and, uh, you know, willing stooge, you get rewarded. You get promoted. You don't get punished. I think
2: people overlook the fact that it's so easy for the government to twist any situation. Oh, my God they want to make themselves look better. I mean, I'm not gonna name any current events, but there's there's a lot of things that I, I don't feel like we're being told the truth about.
1: Oh, tons of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And then the media just serves it up too. Yeah. They just like repeat it like ad nauseum. Media is another arm of the government. Yeah. Oh yeah. In, th- we don't in have a lot of ind- ways. So like we the spokesperson we don't have an independent media in this country. Did you guys hear about the uh New York State Republican Assemblyman, uh Steve Katz, who is Meow. consistently <laughs> voted against medical marijuana and against any kind of marijuana ah, yes, reform, yes, yes, yes. just got busted with a bag of pot.
0: Yes. While driving. Got
1: pulled over in his car with a bag of pot. He was said, doing a little burn after He said, work. oh, he said, this is unfortunate. Huh. Now he's like reversed his whole shtick, and he's like an advocate. It and took something like this. And he wants to get in on the business end of it, and now he's going to vote for medical marijuana. But yeah. he didn't really talk about the fact that for years... Right, he voted against he, it. The, the yeah, catalyst, the catalyst with it. was yeah, him hypocrisy. getting busted. That's the height of yeah. hypocrisy. A politician getting caught doing something that they're against? No way! So How did that happen?
2: So now, what is New Hampshire's policy on marijuana? Are they <coughs> we... medical yet? Yes,
1: medical marijuana is legal, and right now the application process went through for the dispensaries. They're now giving out the license and okay. setting up. Where where I think there's going to be five or six dispensaries in
2: New Hampshire. So we're in the same place. Mass is in Mass. the same place. But as you guys
1: 2016 are. though, I heard that's going to be on the ballot. Full out legalization. Yeah, right? which I think will happen. That will recreational.
2: I'm an advocate of it, and not just because you know it's like a party drug. You know, I I feel like there's medical benefits from it. I I feel oh. like. They've been withholding those medical benefits from us. And well, now you have a child
1: never... having all these seizures and then they get the, the, the oil the, the cannabis oil and, yep. and they it got cut down from like seizures a day, seizures to a day like one a day to just like a couple. Sanjay Gupta has been really good about that on CNN. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's been given he's been really doubling down on saying there are med- cut through all the rhetoric, cut through the bullshit, the politics, there are medical benefits to marijuana. Well, one of the biggest killers in our country are prescription drugs. Yeah. Uh, we're having, yeah what yeah, the fuck? Of God,
2: it, it is a Dude. system designed to get you hooked on these prescription drugs to feed this medical mafia that is going mm-hmm. on. Like,
1: And then when you run out of the pills and can't get the pills, you get on heroin.
2: You get on heroin.
1: And that—that and that our part of the country is getting national attention for this yeah. in New yeah. Hampshire. New Hampshire has actually got a really bad heroin epidemic going yeah. on.
2: I think Worcester had 93 overdoses last month no
1: kidding yeah
2: in one month in one month
1: yeah just regular people i mean you know it's like no one's immune from it i mean new hampshire i think we probably talked about it in the one of our other shows there was a um a local french teacher from Keene, new hampshire it's just a a regular girl 20 25 26 years old died from a heroin overdose like last year
2: yeah it's definitely an epidemic and i've seen a lot more of it i've lost a couple friends from it and you know you can only try to help somebody so much at the end of the day, you know, what they put in their body is their own choice, but it's, it's a tough thing to watch somebody go through.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I know we've, we've, uh, we had a classmate, um, younger than us who just turned 28, who passed away a few months ago from a heroin overdose. He hadn't, uh, he, I guess a couple of years ago, he had been into it and then he got clean for a couple of years and he did it. He just kind <clears> of <throat> did it one more time. And, uh it, it killed them you know so it, it's a huge problem and uh you know t- for for politicians or, or people who who don't have a scientific background or maybe or who are big on fear-mongering say that marijuana is like this gateway drug and it's
2: no. it's, it's no bad for
1: you and it, you know it's like
2: i don't know man I th- I, I, you can't i i feel like marijuana is is a lot safer than alcohol
1: it is. I think that's been, been shown, been well, the proven. Until drug they argument, can
2: find out a way to make money off of it, they're not well, going the
1: to The gateway drug argument is null and void because our parents should all be heroin addicts then. <laughs> right, yeah. generation should have all died of heroin overdoses. Well, that generation, they were doing coke too, probably. You know, There's all kinds of other stuff In going
2: mass, on. In mass, now it's, it's $100 to get your medical card, but it only lasts a year.
1: Oh, really? Yeah so they're finding a way to make money off it yeah on the, on but the, if
2: you get pulled over and you have under an ounce it's a hundred dollar ticket
1: it's a ticket but it's, it's not so an it's arrest like if, you,
2: if you get that medical marijuana card you spend a hundred dollars then it, and you get pulled over it's once I guess it pays for it you know oh it's, right. tot-
1: it's totally worth it that's better than getting entered in the criminal justice system for fucking for a plant yeah you know? I think in our lifetimes we're, we're gonna we're gonna see some. Well, we've already we already have seen huge reform, and I think uh, you know more reform is gonna be coming across the board to to the point where the Fe- the Fed's not gonna be able to really do anything about it or even have the resources to to crack down on it. And I go even after-
2: noticed the older crowd has become more mindful of it and and more more in favor of it because they they see the national po- they see the national coverage it's getting and the actual benefits from it. And they're seeing prescription pills are the devil.
1: Yeah, how dangerous they are. It's so easy to get a script for that, but, you know, you want to smoke a little weed or eat some or whatever it is, and it's like, you know, you're fucking, you're the devil. You know, they're going to come down. They're going to come down hard on you with the full force of the federal government. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. That's, it's still an issue in this election, and a lot of the candidates are being asked about it. And the, some of the Republicans are, you know, other than Rand Paul, like pretty, pretty hostile against it. Mm-hmm. Like Chris yeah. Christie. Chris he's Christie. Like, oh, he's yeah. like, he's like, get high right now because when I become president, you know, you're fucking, I'm locking you up.
2: You won't become president.
1: He's uh, not, he's not going to be president. no, there's no. no way. I Absolutely.
2: don't think Bush is going to become nope, president Jeb, either. Fuck
1: Jeb. Jeb, who was a fucking pot dealer, dude, at his prep school. Was he really? Jeb Bush was, he's hash and pot and like he was the mm-hmm. guy to go to for the killer. Yeah. I you know, know George
2: the... Bush had a little uh, nose candy addiction. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well. I liked my coke. It made me
2: feel <laughs> I alive. I think it was Harold and Kumar right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, those movies are great.
1: No, that, I love that. These, these, now these conservative Republicans who want to tell us how to live their lives and what we can and cannot smoke or do or have were fucking burnouts or coke addicts or pills, you know, whatever, like Rush Limbaugh, mm-hmm. you know, not he's a politician, but he's, you know, a powerful voice on the right, huge pill habit, huge oh, yeah, pill head,
2: yeah, he had yeah
1: criticizing issues. everybody else, coming down to people who want to smoke a little pot, you know, fuck you, buddy, you know, you fat, fucking, ugly asshole, you know, <laughs> you suck, and I hate you, you don't speak for me, no, not at all, phenomenal, so yeah, we got, we got, uh, we got that. that, that's gonna, it's gonna be out there for a while, but uh, in our lifetime, we'll see it legalized,
2: so how hopefully, about a, hopefully it's legalized and Tommy Chong and Cheech Marin are still, are alive. still alive. They're still
1: with us. Yep. Well, I mean, another drug. Today is a drug day. Today's National Coffee Day. Yeah. Coffee day. Yeah, Caffeine's how, a drug. How up are people who drink a lot of coffee? I, I
2: went to Dunkin' Donuts and I actually had to pay for my coffee fuck that today. Soup. Yeah, and I thought it was free today.
1: That's extortion.
2: It's extortion. Yeah.
1: I know someone who got an XL coffee today, comped, free of charge.
2: Yeah, I got a, a medium French vanilla ice and I had to pay for it. I, you know, it's whatever. You know, I just paid for it. I didn't say anything.
1: I don't know about that one. But, I mean, you know, I, I don't drink coffee. I mean, I, I, uh, it's one drug, you know, that uh, I, never, I didn't get hooked on, you know, caffeine, uh, other than soda. But uh, today's National Coffee Day, so. I keep circling back to Twitter. Uh, I'm so glad Lena Dunham quit Twitter. That's good for all of us. You know, Lena Dunham, the, the girl in the show Girls, the creator of Girls.
2: Not familiar with it. I've heard of it. I've heard of it, Ugh. but I, I have no no. She just, following she loves. She it.
1: just you know she loves to be naked and she's I don't know. She's hideous. So That's I don't, okay. I don't like her. I, <laughs> I was <laughs> thinking
2: of, when you said Denim, All I could think of was Jeff Dunham. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lee, ventriloquist comedian. Yeah. She
1: said she quit because uh, the verbal violence that she got and just trolls. You know. Trolls. But when you get to that level, man, you're going to get a lot of haters. You're Speaking
2: gonna... of trolls. New Ghostbusters movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Dude, I, we didn't he, report on this last time. They got Sigourney to come.
2: Yeah, uh, Ernie Hudson as well. Looks like everyone's going to be on board. Do you I, think Bill it, Murray was quoted as saying, I felt like I had to come on board so that the critics would not say it was a bad movie. So really? if Bill I Murray was involved, there was obviously some substance to Bill
1: it. Bill Murray would say, say that, but he can pack it up, though. Yeah. I heard in this one he might be playing like a Peck-type character from the first one, like a, like a, debunker? a, like a debunker. Oh, yeah. And Dan Aykroyd's is going to be like a cab driver, nice. and we don't know what Ernie Hudson's going to do or Sigourney. But the big question for me is: Rick Moran is coming back? He's been uh, in retirement sure.
2: since like. Yeah, he hasn't done much.
1: I all I can just get the address on the. Uh, what, where can he get it, Mike? From the what? Oh yeah, I'll get it from the tax form. <laughs> the tax form. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I just want, Did, Would that. you like to have something
1: to eat with me? <laughs> you want to get dinner sometime, <laughs> hey, Chris? Would you like? Oh yeah, that'd be great. I you took know? law
2: school at night. Yesterday. We were Did arrested. They, we were at night? arrested at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. He, uh, uh, when's that coming out? Uh, it's supposed to be next spring, I May? believe. It was filmed in Boston. Most of it was filmed in Boston. Yeah, yeah the, the taxes are cheaper to shoot the movies in Boston. Oh yeah. I actually tried to be in it. They had a role call. I
1: remember that they had like an open extra like an casting extra call a yeah, couple months ago. Was it competitive? What well, bring us through that. What was that yeah. all about? Where'd you hear about it?
2: Um, I think the first time I heard about it was through the news, and then a lot of Facebook posts. But it was basically like you go in there and you tell them your name, you know, and they're looking for a certain type of thing. Like they had one scene where they were filming in a rock club. So they were looking for people with mohawk. They are looking for rocker you know, dudes. rocker type of dudes and stuff like that. But now they're filming up, they're finishing up the film in New York for some of the landmarks. The so,
1: iconic. Yeah, I want but... to let you know everything you're doing It's bad. <laughs> I just want <laughs> to know. I want to know. <laughs> uh, Yo, Janosch.
3: Yeah, what about Janosch? Janos.
2: Creep. Creep, creep, creep. Chris,
1: would, would you like me to come in? Do you want me to come in? Do
2: you want
3: me? <laughs> oh, no. She,
1: she's like, no, Janos. <laughs> she gives him a firm no. Like, it's not ambiguous. No, Janos. Oh, yeah, so Sigourney's coming. Sigourney is filmed one of the last appearances uh, for, for the principal photography. And she's coming back for Alien 5. Alien Did you five? hear about that? No. Neil Blumkin? How who old did is Sigourney it? now? Sigourney is, uh, she's in her late sixties. Sixties. Let me tell you, hot. Oh, she's she's beautiful. She is
2: beautiful. She's I love timeless. Sigourney.
1: We, there's, the curly hair. I love that look. She's
2: I'm a, a Diane Lane fan myself. Oh, yeah,
1: dude, Unfaithful. Yeah. When it was DVD, you, you got to pause it, dude. I mean, you're like, everyone, leave the room, please. I know you did that shit. I did it. I'll admit to it. I did that shit before there was Google Image. Everything. I from from the Outsiders to Unfaithful to, uh, you oh, know, she's got to be in her mid. 50s late 50s yeah she's in her 50s you know she's so beautiful hey she's Bridget classical. Bardot just had a birthday I mean that's another timeless beauty Girl, right there she's, French. Still, she's still alive yeah. French one of the girls that John Lennon had a poster on his wall uh, man, as I, a a Richie uh, I used to have I a tall myself she just got a stamp
2: I believe as well Bridget yeah. Bardot yeah. right yeah. For, uh,
1: in France yeah yeah You know, at night time, I'd look up at my wall when I needed a toss. I had Bridget Bardell up
2: there. (laughs) Is that what he said? (laughs) Oh, yeah. When I needed a toss. Yeah, Yeah. hell
1: yeah. I love the way the British say, I had a good blank or I had a toss. Oh,
2: she was a nice bird. Oh, Oh, she she was a a lovely bird. And that that bird's (laughs) flown.
1: And that bird can sing. You know what's fucking great? Oasis is getting back together. The Gallagher brothers. Is that real? They've healed. No, this is legit. Like, the Gallagher brothers. Maybe they need cash. I don't know. Yeah, he bet all his money on Liverpool. I feel like
2: one of them's really unstable.
1: Uh who's the younger one? Who's Liam. like the fucking the this Noel. The Noel one. Noel's the, Noel. the likable good one. one. Noel Noel's the one who's like solid. He's a likable one. He's not an asshole. He did Noel Gallagher's Fly uh, High Flying Birds or something and then right. he, Liam so had BDI. Or, uh, Liam Liam's a little fucking bastard. I feel like he probably started a lot of the fights. But yeah. uh well it, hey, we're brothers dude. We've been in a band. Yeah. Can you think of we, us ever fighting? The only thing we fight about is like food. Yeah you the, the last beer. Last <laughs> beer. If you drink my last beer, dude, <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> that's about it. Like uh, leftover Chinese goose whew, around here. Yeah. Yeah, from Gold Bowl. There's <laughs> not huge philosophical differences. There's differences about food and who ate what. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, we're that's... on board with everything. Like, yeah. you, you were cool with Cuba being opened up. Sure. Yeah, I'm for that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm for the dialogue. Um, you know someone we, we touched upon a few months ago is uh, Bill Cosby you know he's back he's back in the news again yeah. this 50 plus accusers I mean 50 plus dude what, what's to deal with this guy's clean. legacy I mean this he's fuck. okay so what's Bill Cosby doing he's like sitting at home eating his pudding you know just fucking like what, what, what is this what is this guy tossing off like back the in memories. February he's being interviewed and someone had the sand to ask him about this whole thing And he, we don't talk about that and I would appreciate it if you could edit this out it's like is, is he gonna come clean and, and admit to it or
2: I, I don't think we'll ever see that, but I think there's so many accusers and there's Dude. It's just it's hard to not. It's at critical that. mass. Yeah. I, I, I think there was something going on there, for sure.
1: Well I've got some documents right here I want to review about that. <laughs> um <laughs> Do you listen to Alex Jones, Chris? Uh, that's who Mike's doing. We do his he's, impression he's, a lot. He's a yeah, fucking he's just... Texas conspiracy theorist guy. So uh on A and E uh this week, it's called uh a and E's Cosby, the women speak, and uh, fifty plus women have come out and accused Cosby of various combinations of drugging and assault that took place over the course of five decades. So this this goes back to the '60s, basically, and uh, they all got together and they did you know they did all these interviews and participated in all kinds of articles, and now they got this TV special which I haven't seen, but I read about it today, and I, and um, a couple of things to take away from it. Um, According to the accusers, and this is what really gets me, Cosby gave some of them monetary gifts ranging from $10 to $1,500 after assaulting them. Hush money? So, how was ten bucks? Hush, maybe back in the sixties, there, ten bucks 10, was hush. how yeah, 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 like yeah. to play one of my daughter's friends who comes for a sleepover on the Cosby's this week?
3: you is
2: someone that's growing up seeing him as like a family oh, guy, the Huxtable. A, a like fam, you know, a family show, and he seemed like a really nice, likable guy. And then years later, you're hearing these dark terror stories, you know, right. horror stories about him.
1: I, I know, and we, we all kind of grew up watching the Cosby oh, show. He he Cosby's... was always someone you looked at like as a Well oh, his sweaters kinda of gave him all legitimacy he needed it. We might as well have been Superman's fucking S. Yeah. Or Cosby sweaters. Well I love too how he fucking made the comment about black men need to get their shit together and be family guys and be true. It's like, dude, you you are not the guy to be saying that.
2: Yeah, he's you have not a good fucking, role model.
1: Dude, you ha- you have zero fucking credibility saying that. Yeah. So so one one of the women, uh, Joan Targis, uh who was an aspiring comedy writer at the time of her alleged assault, recalled that after Cosby finished with her, he gave her $10 in a cab to take her home. It's like, oh, man. You know, we're, you know, in contrast, another accuser who met Cosby in a Las Vegas hotel room said when she woke up after the assault, she found 1500 on her dresser. Wow. So, I don't know, man. It's a... Uh, what do you say about it? You know, he's I think he's obviously guilty of some kind of some kind of shame. Yeah. There, something. There's, something there's there's, no a, there's, there. a, there's, there's a.
2: just too many accusers for it to be Yeah,
1: there, there's a there's a pattern, who, who, there's a history. Who's the,
2: famous, who's the model? The model that... Janice Dickinson. Yeah, I mean she's a train wreck to begin with, but
1: I don't think she's lying. I don't think I think she's there's lying a lot of
2: similarities either, yeah. to a lot of these well, stories. Yeah, and and
1: then these women coming forward, what do they like really have to gain from doing it? I mean, yeah, you're gonna get scrutinized, but I mean you're putting yourself out there.
2: I hope they're coming out, you know, for to have a voice and part of the healing process, and not just the money. You know what I mean? But yeah,
1: well, the thing is, most of them there's statute of limitations on the case, so they can't is. get any civil uh, retribution well, from it. But if you look saying, at a lot this of, guy, yeah, you know, a lot of you're to knock this guy off the fucking pedestal. He's rape on. and assault cases, you know, people don't come forward out of out of fear, right? Um, because of the trauma that they experience. I mean, you had the um, uh, one of the members of the Runaways, that all girl group, um, with Joan Jett. Uh, alleging you know, Kim Fowler, who was the famous manager who, who was played by uh, Michael Shannon in the movie a couple years ago. Did mm-hmm. you see that? The Runaways. It's actually a really good movie, but Kim Fowler uh, raped one of them in front of a whole room full of people, and now that's just coming out.
2: you got Kesha who's claiming that her producer of 10 years has assaulted and molested her, and she's using it to try to get out of her record contract. Right. And that's another... another Dude, you
1: know what, man? With... I, I, I believe most of that. Yeah. The people who get in these positions, you know, whether it's Hollywood or it's the music industry, or it's Bill Cosby or whoever it is, they get into a position where they get a messiah complex almost, and they, they can feel, do no wrong. They feel invincible. Well, yeah. it's almost like I feel like Cosby was like, well, you know, she was coming to stay with me. I talked to her parents on the phone. I got a permission slip. Whatever happens, happens, and it was to be expected. It's like a field trip or something. Yeah, it's it's it's. I don't know. I I, I you know I think Cosby's uh, pushing eighty. Um, I don't think he's ever going to see the inside of a jail cell. No, for not, yeah, Every um, university or institution that bestowed him an honorary degree or had a building or a like communication center named after him, yeah, all severed yeah, doctors. Marquette, down Marquette Philly.
2: recently, I think this week, took their doctorate away from him, and there was one other college too.
1: Yeah, he's been... And the, I think he's been tried in the court of public opinion.
2: Yeah. Just oh, like Hulk Hogan, and if you really had nothing to lose and nothing to hide, you would come on TV and be like, "Here, you know, ask me anything."
1: Right. We haven't seen that at all, no. in the least bit. Well, anyways, uh, a quick movie review. We uh, we watched the new Mad Max: Fury Road. Have you seen that? I have not seen. Man, that, dude, it's that, worth that two hours lights out, dude. <laughs> have you seen the originals with Mel Gibson? Or? A long
2: time ago, but i I've seen like the '80s, right?
1: late 70s into the 80s 80s, and then they had Tina Turner and then the Thunderdome one and they had
2: Tupac and Dre kind of used that theme for their video for California Love that's right yeah yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. California (laughs) yeah the fucking great song California Love but uh, the new one man, (laughs) mm, mm, the original (laughs) mm, mm, mm. in the city (laughs) Chris Coos (laughs) and Fitchburg (laughs) 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 exactly (laughs) So the original director came back and, uh, man, blew it, George out the, Miller. blew it out of the park, dude. 90% of of the cinematography was all practical stunts. Wow. They didn't rely on CGI. That Charlie Theron fucking kicked ass. Jeez. Let me Phenom. tell you, it's Furiosa. Phenom. I, I, please see this movie. Like, probably the best action movie to come out in the last 10 years. Oswald, have you seen it? Okay, you, you, you will. You'll see it. Yeah. You will see it. It's not A24. <laughs> no, it was fucking fantastic. And, uh. Tom Hardy as Mad Max was a great casting choice because the film kind of languished in development hell for years. Mel Gibson was attached to starring the thing until like 2004. And then, you know, when it obviously wasn't going to happen at that point, he dropped out. But
2: yeah, yeah th- he didn't have he didn't have a good year. He's had a bad he had 10 a couple years. Of bad years. Bad years. He's yeah, had a like- bad
1: 10 years. Like, let's yeah. just like a decade. Uh, I need a woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Those, those are a classic, though. The, the recordings on YouTube. Yeah. When you're drunk with your friends, you're like, we, this party needs
2: Mel Gibson. I like the Hasselhoff one, too, where he's eating the cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's he's like, he's clearly like a
1: Wendy's burger. It's fucking falling oh, everywhere. Uh, His daughter's recording him. Yeah, we've That's all sad. Been. Ex-daughter. Ex- ah, ex- <laughs> ex-daughter. Ex-daughter, yeah. Ex-daughter. Here's some food for thought. Uh, Forbes just released their Forbes 400. And America's billionaires have a combined total of two point three four trillion U.S. dollars in wealth. Think about that: two point three trillion. So they own they own everybody. Basically, well, let's put it this way: our government, we're in debt eighteen trillion. Um, on defense, we spend one point three trillion a year. So they could all comp our defense budget and still have money left over and be fine. I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there, kind we of a sobering okay. statistic. That's good stuff, you know. Yeah, they have a lot of money. We don't. A
2: ton of money.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, they print it. You know, they just fucking print the money.
2: If you want to get out of debt? Just
1: reprint. Just print it. Who gives a shit. shit? Pull out of thin air. Interest free for them, you know. <laughs> Draco Island 2.0. Yeah, basically, Google it, folks. Federal Reserve Act. Google it. Yeah. Exactly. So you were talking about uh, some of your, you know, recent music. Uh, do you have another release coming out soon, or what do you, what do you got in the pipe that? Uh... Can you tease uh, anything? Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm
2: actually uh, working on Garbage Pail Kids two, uh, to coincide with the 30 year anniversary, which is this year.
1: Thirty years.
2: Thirty years. Wait.
1: Oh, when the comic came out of the movie. Or?
2: The cards. Oh, the cards.
1: The cards. Yeah, yeah, cards. yeah, the cards. So yeah.
2: Like, the cards are actually still a popular thing. They're they're still coming out. They had a 30th anniversary release of cards where like some of these cards are going for like a thousand dollars if you if you happen to pull the right one no like one
1: card on ebay one
2: card like they're still a huge community and like i'm part of groups that like buy sell and trade and there's also a documentary coming out on the 30th anniversary yeah
1: they had a kickstarter thing i yeah. saw that they, they they were successful in that or yeah
2: and so that's wrapping up as we speak i actually um my cd the first one i did garbage pill kids but i spell it K H E D S, so it kind of like it has a little Boston slang to it, like "Kids, what up, kids?"
1: That's the picture of you getting pulled into the fucking gut? yeah. yeah.
2: That, that's awesome. So I'm featured in that. I don't have any a speaking role or anything, but that but they're going to feature the album cover.
1: Oh, you're part of the project? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. That's
2: awesome. Yeah, and um, they, it's actually coming out on Blu-ray too. Not not the documentary, but the actual movie itself that came out in like '84, '85. They're re-releasing that on Blu-ray. I just saw the new cover the other day. And
1: that film had music in it, right? It had the gar- the garbage Pill kids were like singing during yeah, s- some oh, it was part. Horrible. What was the deal with that? Like what, they what's... were
2: like part of a, uh, so to speak, sweatshop making clothes for a Kathy Lee, like a rich guy, a rich a rich girl who the kid um, Dodger was into, even though she was way out of his league
1: so what what's the deal with that movie What what's the draw for you Why is the it something you that, grew up with or like why are yeah, you yeah something
2: that I grew up with um, like Ghostbusters and it's part it's you know it falls into the thing where it's like ugly is beautiful except everybody um we all have our art look, it's kind of trashy but
1: it's it's trashy but it's like there's a common is thread. it endearing
2: I think so it's endearing the, I, I think that the original movie is like so bad that it's good you know how there's movies like that <laughs> I'll put it in the same category as Slaughter High and Slumber Party Massacre. If you haven't seen those, oh, check yeah. those out. They're you let so me bad borrow
1: that video. on VHS. when We worked at Market Basket yeah, together. Yeah, well,
2: I now have the I have the DVD of it. How you know? How do you remember
1: that, Mike? I don't know. It's a long time ago. He, he gave me the fucking VHS, and I <laughs> what was, What was the movie? It was a movie where like a, a kid um, pulls a prank on all his classmates, and like in like an abandoned. Yeah, and he was a, he was a tease. What's his kid name? At Simon school. or Marty? Marty. What Marty. was that movie? Was that was no, that Slaughter, Slaughter high? high? Yeah, yeah. Dude, you kid. gave me the VHS. That yeah, I, I watched it on yep. VHS. Yeah, who who fucking has VHS anymore? No. Quentin Tarantino does. Ron yeah. Jeremy. Oh my god. Yeah, Jer- Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> I'm in every VHS. Oh my god. That's fucking beautiful, man. Wow. Well, that's great stuff. Well. Well, we uh, we're gonna close tonight with a, a track by Chris Coos. What do we uh, what do we got there, Aaron? That we can ask uh, what, what track you want us to play? Yeah, we have uh, yeah, we have the band uh, camp. We've yeah. got pick, uh, pick one, Chris. That you want? Yeah, the people, we want the people to hear to something hear that, that uh, you would pick for them. You know, fucking from from another mother crew. You know? Yeah. So check these guys out, man. You know, hip hop is just like a what he's doing is like the modern day version of Shakespeare. Telling the truth right, with so a sickness. We beat. Can
2: play track two, which is actually uh, features two of the members from FAM um, Glover and my man Chi. Um, it's got a Buster Rhymes Rhyme sample, so you might recognize that sample.
1: Is that it right there coming through? Yeah. So, yeah, as always, thank you for joining Jackman Radio. I'm Eric Jackman. You can find us on Twitter at Jackman Radio. JackmanRadio.podbean.com. We're on iTunes. We're on Facebook. Chris Coos, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. It's been me guys. fun. I, I hope Anytime. that I hope that you'll come back. Everybody, Anytime. check out Chris Coos's music.
2: Chris
0: Coos. C.U.S. Coos
1: Coos. Have a good
0: night. There you His <laughs> brim red You never set up for less until you get victory. Cause you went digging out the box, man. you really still in it. The closing snap your picture, about to bring home the pennant. Win it. Been a minute, but your heart is still in it. You keep pushing for the top. Shorty skies and limit. Say goodbye to them gimmicks. Kiss the sky, Jimmy Hendrix. Say goodbye to your limits. Cause now it's all about business. <laughs> and it's time to think different. A creature of habit. Even when I'm getting brains, at OG, I got the habit. To life King Arthur with the Excalibur Bush your fucking melon, like I'm best friends with Gallagher. Make uh. Mind blown body is soul controls the aura. You ain't ignoring it, normally glows. So why are you selling them dreams? I keep on giving them hope. When I'm seeing in my sleep, my reality shows. I extended my reach, the flow showing the growth. It's like I hold a microphone on the tip of my toes. No left, no right. There's no up, no down. I can stand on both poles, both feet on the ground. I could walk the equator, but I'm holding the weight of the world. If I take a step, then I'm leaving a crater. A of direction, lead the center of my essence. No television sets, only sent to my message. What up? Dope. Since the side of a felon jumped the side of the fence and started driving with effort, the mind was infected. Took the time to correct it. Now I'm chilling with the fellas and we making shit to blow your cerebellum. The way my mind flex content, my levels contain no nonsense. Process the image my iris has sent to my head. Calibrated versus that is next. Locksmith opening doors and keeping them open. Opportunities flow different connect. I'm holding hitting different stages, always making a statement, building with other artists on the same pages. Going through the ages, different stages, untamed, digging in the danger, hope, shape, my mind, frame. High octane When I spit our open flame, just a no name. Whose aim is to invade your brain. So inside same. We'll make it twitch and double take. Make it head nod to break your neck. Cause we bang rain to get a place in the game. So remember the name. Cause we shit, shit, Every day we be making shit, shit. guarantee the bush your fucking melon. Make shit, guarantee the buttons. Making shit, guarantee the your fucking melon.